Pigweed here. Today we review a strong ale and do a five for five. Hello and welcome to Beer and Conversation with Pigweed and Crow Hill. Good evening, Crow Hill. Good evening, Pigweed. So, uh, what is on your mind? Well, uh, you already said what's on my mind is for, we're doing five topics. I don't know what five topics. We're I even did doing. already. Yes. Uh, so maybe not everybody knows what five for five. Means. Yeah. So what five for it? five. So usually we do a show on one subject. We pick one topic, but we we accumulate these other topics that we think well we can't really do twenty, thirty, forty minutes on that. It's just five minutes. Mm-hmm. So we. Although I've, I've noticed that we probably could do thirty minutes on any of these. We could. We could. I think it's just it's just, just better. We gotta get. We we, we gotta work our way through the docket. I, there's there's so many topics that come up. When we first started the show, you thought there were by maybe be three or four topics we yeah, could. What do. was that? Three and a half years That's, ago. <laughs> three hundred <laughs> episodes ago, and we still end up having more topics than we can possibly do. So some of them we just have to crank out. We just All gotta, right, hold on. Reset the clock for five. Oh, okay. First, we don't. Wait oh no, no. Beer. Let's talk about this. Beer. Yeah, talk about this beer. So this is uh, Lagunitas Unrefined Sugar Strong Ale. Yes. So they used to do, or they still do, a yearly seasonal. It's only out for a short time, and it's called Brown Sugar, and it is fantastic. Well, this is the first time I've seen it. They just like where, you know what? That We need more brown sugar. <laughs> so they dumped in, I guess, a whole bunch of whole cane sugar, and now we've got... It went up. I think it was already a strong beer. It was already a seven. Now what do we have? It's a ten. Oh lordy! Yeah, and it smells. You can smell. It smells amazing. You get a. You get sort of a a molasses-y sort of a smell. And syrupy, yeah, thick, sugary smell. And also, you can you can kind of smell that you're in for it on the boozy side of things. Some booziness and some. And some hoppiness mm-hmm. are all going on. I'm sure that mm. they do. They do give some numbers, as I recall. But they, uh, I'm sure this is a wow a 90 IBUs or something ah. nuts. It's delicious. Lagunitas always does a good job. I've never had a, a Lagunitas beer that I was disappointed in. Mm-mm. Yeah. All right. Lordy, lordy. All right. You want to start? Yeah. So okay. So how about this one? Yeah. Do you like? Oh wait a minute. We gotta start. Restart the clock here. Yeah. All right, there we Five go. Minutes. Five All minutes. Right. Okay. Good to go. Good so, going. what do we do? Cringe comedy. All right. So, go, well, go, go ahead. So, Set it so up. Like The Office. Okay. There's one kind of there's slapstick comedy. There's other kinds, various kinds of comedy. Cringe comedy is when somebody is doing something embarrassed and embarrassing, and you feel their embarrassment. Yeah. Okay. Now let me go back to my childhood. Okay. So you're 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 watching your three channels. And there's only one sitcom on, and the other is a soap opera and some garbage. Right. The one that I was most uncomfortable with was I Love Lucy. Wow. And it, it was always seemed that she was in some position yes. where she was afraid that, that Ricky, she's done something dumb, and yes. Ricky's about to find out, and at any moment, she's going to find out, and it made me so uncomfortable. I know. It made yeah, me a know, little bit sick in the stomach, and uh, I didn't like it. And, I had uh, not made that connection, but that's a good one, because yeah. I, when I think of cringe comedy, I think of The Office and that sort of thing, yeah. but you're right. I Love Lucy had the same sort of... of I feel embarrassed for Lucy. Yes. And I, like, I'm not comfortable with this. I, right. Yeah. But I don't. So, so now I'm working, what I'm working up to here okay. is the distinction between I love The Office uh-huh. and yet 
had a lifelong bad experience with I Love Lucy. Hmm. And so I haven't actually <coughs> worked it out. I think maybe, maybe one is an anxiety, uh, an anxiety about being found out hmm. that I don't like, while the other one is seeing someone else publicly humiliate themselves doesn't bother me as much or whatever, but I do love The Office. I do hate, but go on. I see, I see you got okay. some facts I've, over I've here. Got some, yeah, so many of us find delight in other people's awkwardness. We take pleasure in witnessing the discomfort of others. Now, yeah. there's, a, there's a German word for this. The Schadenfreude? Fremschamen. Okay, right. Okay. So the Schadenfreude is, is the German term to take pleasure in the suffering of others, but yeah. you've got a new German this term. This is a new German term. What it is, it's the feeling of embarrassment you get when watching someone else embarrassing, uh, behaving in an embarrassing way. Right. So is that, I mean, is that different than, is that empathy? Yes. I, and that's what they tie it into. They say that some people are more, are more empathetic. And because they're more empathetic, they, uh, okay, there's this phrase, easily empathetically embarrassed. There's a significant easily correlation. Empath- yeah. Okay. There's a significant correlation between what the researchers labeled vicarious embar- embarrassment and a generally high capacity for involvement in the emotional lives of others. Those who experience greater degrees of cringe mm-hmm. are more receptive to others. They're more empathetic. So I guess what the, what they're saying is that if, when you when you see somebody else in this cringy, embarrassing thing, yeah. you are being empathetic with them, and you're like, oh, I don't like it. I, I, yeah, right. You, know, you, you get that sort of hand over your brow, kind of looking yeah, down, feeling exactly. like, oh like, my god, did that really just happen? Yes. And, and a lot of comedy can be that way too. Yeah. But but I, but see, yes. Yeah, so we're we're of different minds in in, in terms of the office. I. Uh, yeah, well, honestly, I've too. only seen a few episodes of okay. The Office. So but that's a, yeah. Also, it it introduced the meta show. Okay. It, it's it it was when right. So you, all the shows we've always watched have been the fourth wall, where you are peering into their lives and they have no idea that you're looking at them. Right. That's okay. What the, that's yes. what that's how all television works. Right. Yeah. They introduced the idea of the self aware show. So it's a show within a show. It's a show about people who are aware that they're being filmed for a show. So mm. there's a, a a documentary team is filming this uh, a paper uh, an office for a paper company, and so they're frequently looking at and mugging at and being uncomfortable. To the camera, knowing that they're being filmed. I see, and that yeah. led to uh, there's modern modern family pa- parks and recreation. Wow, it's a bit, it, it created a kind of a new uh, uh, new genre, really. Okay. In the self aware show, I don't know if that diffuses some of the, the cringiness or why it doesn't bother me as much. So, okay, ahead. so we've got almost a half a minute left. So yeah. there's two different kinds of cringe. There's the contemptuous cringe. Where, which involves emotional distancing from the person you're cringing at. Mm-hmm. And there's the empathetic cringe, which involves you fellow feeling what yeah. that other person is feeling. Yeah, I think if, if I mean, if, if something super embarrassingly awkward happens to a friend of mine in a public place, yeah, uh, yeah certainly would not get any schadenfreude or whatever the other one was right. out of that. But yeah, I guess with the distance, you're, you're, you're going, oh, God. Yeah, there are people like that, and yeah. I'm glad that I'm not that I'm witnessing that here in my own house. There we go. Okay, that's five minutes. That's number one. So, what do you got? How about Earring Boy? Uh, so, I, don't, I don't know Earring Boy. So, I was I was at a Starbucks the other day, and this guy, his ears were so low, he'd been wearing, I guess, really heavy earrings, 
and his ears had been pulled down yeah, like four gauges, inches. Weird gauges. Th- it holes. wasn't even gauges. It just was just like just like long. All right, so. I'm looking at a. This is a picture from a guy in a local um, theater. Okay. Dramatic theater. Yeah. And he seems like a perfectly handsome twenty-something uh, with a close-cropped beard, normal haircut. Yeah. Suit jacket, suit shirt. Yeah. And two gigantic dangling. These are kind of like um leaves. Okay. Gold. Clearly gold earrings, okay. double gold earrings. Yeah. Uh, so what I'm getting at here is, uh, do you remember our show on the uh, expressive individualism? Yeah. Right. That I am me expressing myself to the world. Yeah. And yeah. If somebody shows up at the office in a fur vest and a sombrero, I mean, if a guy looks like an idiot, yeah. you go, dude, you look like an idiot. Yes. I'm getting, I don't know what's going on here, mm-hmm. but I'm feeling that if you, if you excuse, you can excuse your own behavior. I'm, I'm guessing this is some a gender fluidity thing going on here. I don't know. I, I don't either, but let's, yeah. just, let's just say it is. Okay. So, otherwise, it doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense. You look like an idiot. He's just thinking, I like wearing earrings. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. but, but I would still be free to say, that looks stupid. You got yeah. the suit. You look like but a very are nice you, guy. But are you even free to say that in the in the stupid world? We well, live that's in exactly tonight. well. That's exactly what my topic is here. Okay. Yes, yes. That that yes. So yeah, a guy a guy shows up with a, 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 a like I said a sombrero and a fur vest at a wedding. You're like, dude, you look like an idiot. Yeah. I'm expressing my individualism. Yeah, but you look like an ass. And you you know you got to you come to to a, 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 an office meeting. Yeah. Your boss is going to be like, and you're and you're wearing shorts and a and a wife beater t shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. I'm just being me. Yeah. Well, that's no excuse. Right. No, that's no excuse. You, yeah. You're perfectly free to say, that is no excuse. Get the hell out and get get yourself dressed. Go wear some decent I think, But I think yeah. what's going on, or what might be going on here, I, I don't know, but if you, once you introduce some sort of gender fluidity thing, or... Oh, or, now or, you're excused from all Now you're, rules. exactly. Oh. That's what, that's what, that's what I'm getting at. That you, somehow you're beyond criticism. I see. You can you can eliminate all criticism by yeah. saying, "If I'm just Joe from, you know, right. wherever, and I'm going, and I come this, in this and is I, how I express myself. Yeah. Like what the hell, dude. Yeah. I'm, we- I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a sports jacket where the right arm, the, the sleeve is cut off halfway, and the left arm, and you know, anybody would say that's a little stupid. Get you look real, stupid. Get out. Get a regular jacket. Yeah. And I would say that to this but guy. But if I say, but I say, no, this is an expression. Right. Of my, yes. Once you tag on. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. no, this is this is part of my gender expression. Oh, now everybody has to back off. There's there's nothing you can wear, or what a kind of eyeliner or anything that you want that you if. If it's part, I see. So it's become yeah, it's become like the trump card. It's the shield to, to criticism, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so if, so if I if I come in behaving like an idiot, dressing like an idiot, you know, with a with a stupid haircut, with my face painted red, whatever it is, somebody can say, "Cut that out, go home, wash your face, unless, come back." Unless I say, "This is part oh, of oh, my." You, oh, I didn't tell you that I was uh, pan navigational. You're right. One of the fifty-seven genders that you. Clearly, you've not been reading the manual, or you would already know by my expression. I learned a new one. Fictosexual. <laughs> this you is, made that up. No. 
This is when you're in love with a fictional character. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and in terms of the, uh, what, what was the term, the uh, expressivism, the... Indi- expressive individualism. Expressive yeah. individualism. The problem for me isn't you doing it, it's you're demanding that I affirm that you do it. Right. Right? That's, yes. that, this is where the problem comes in. It's like, exactly. all right, so that, so you're, your fictional love thing, that's, that's your thing? All right, well, that, that's your thing. Yes. Well, and you must agree. Yes. That you must good. call that thing my wife. Yeah. Say, that's well, exactly, that's yeah, the problem. That is the problem. You can do whatever the hell you want. I don't care. Yeah. Just don't involve me in your insanity. Yes. 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 And I don't know what this guy's deal is. If he just thinks that this is some fashionably cool thing, but I'm, I'm guessing that he's going to say, going to, Say that this has something to do with some gender fluidity, and therefore I I can't say that those <laughs> earrings look stupid on a perfectly normal looking guy. All right, okay, all right. All right. There's there's, there's, there's five go. minutes. There's, there's another one. Okay, Earring boy. I got I got another one for you. Thanks for joining us for beer and conversation with Pigweed and Crow Hill where you'll find lighthearted chats and deep dives. We hope you enjoy our beer reviews and banter. After which we cover everything from Tolstoy to Thomas Sowell. From God to the Green New Deal. From UFOs to UBI. From Ted Cruz to time travel. From home brewing to homeschooling. From transcendentalism to trans madness. You can reach us with your question or comment at pigweedshow at gmail.com. Anti-intellectualism. Oh, okay. I mean, it's a term I'm, you know, yeah, you, you, hear, you hear it from time to time. Sure, sure, sure. I'm not exactly sure what it means. Yeah, I hear you. So, so I'm reminded of Princess Bride, where the, the guy says, you keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrific line. It's a great line. It's a great movie. Uh, so I've, I've come up with three possible definitions I'm going to run by you. So, first, so hold, hold on, can can you give me a context where you think you might that somebody might be using this term that we could, uh, you know? That well, I know I know a lot of people accuse Americans of being anti-intellectual. It's like a there's a, a strand of anti-intellectualism in America that you're not you're not just uh, undereducated. Mm-hmm. You're actually in opposition to being educated. Something well, that, like that maybe, might, some, might might be the tone that an accusation of being anti-intellectual yeah, would, would right. carry. But you, what do you yeah. else you got? So, so I'm thinking there might be three, and maybe there's more, but I came up with three. Number one would be an anti-intellectual person doesn't study anything in any depth. In other words, mm-hmm. they're just content with sort of a superficial, yeah. top level. Because intellectualism, if you're an intellectual, you dig into something. Right, you study it in depth. You learn more about it. You really get into it. All right, so that would be that would be one to- one meaning when somebody uses the term. Yeah, it'd be one meaning. Okay, I'm not sure I agree with that one. But that's no, one. I mean, uh, Another one would be you're not interested in what we would call intellectual things. You're interested in sports. You're interested mm-hmm. in girls. You're interested in uh, you know dressing well or something. But you're not interested in physics or psychology or, you know, mm. the things that we would think of as intellectual things. Mm. That's another possible definition of anti-intellectual. Yeah, uh, but the, the, the anti is a little bit stronger than I think those first two imply. The yeah. first two seem to be a little bit more of a, a 
intellectually disinterested. Yeah, right. It's disinterested. It's not against. Uh, yeah, let's go with against. what you got. You got well, an against her? I do have an against her, which is you're skeptical of elite intellectuals where you think, okay, so here, my, my grandfather loved to tell stories about allegedly smart people doing stupid things. Uh, yes, remember the, the the Mark Twain show. Yes, Mark Twain did a lot of yes, that. He did the a country lot of that. rube getting one over on, on the, the city smart guy. slicker. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So uh, well, your grandfather was. Uh, oh, like he was that, that way all the time. He would <laughs> he would always tell stories. About, he would always he, he would side with the regular man. Yeah, uh, oh, very mu- very much so, and and to a, to a ridiculous degree. Like he, he liked to tell. Well, I don't I don't have time in my five minutes to tell. What <laughs> some other time I'll tell a pop pop story about okay. his dancing well, the next five yeah exactly but i think that is what probably what people mean by anti-intellectualism because what they're saying is there's this class of people who are the intellectuals and we don't think they're quite what they think they are uh okay because the other yes because the other way would be which is better because that that's anti Intellectuals mm, right, is, is mm. implied in the term. Yeah. Where other, otherwise, I think anti-intellectual it means it sounds like it could be the European criticism. Of like you're you're against really smart people. You you just are uncomfortable being. You think that real that 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 really smart people are pretentious. Okay, jerks. You've, you've seen the really movie. educated people. What what's the what's the movie with Ben Affleck and? Uh, some other guy, and he's re- he's re- stupid smart, and he's getting in. And he's like, the janitor. Sol- he's the janitor, and yeah. he's solving Will, math. Good problem. Will hunting. Good, thank you. Good Will hunting. Yeah, and and he's like, they all know he's just ridiculously smart. Right, and, but, and, but he's and, also one of their guys. He's, and he's, he shoot and, right, and he you know in the Harvard bar, uh, you know, dismantles some Harvard some student, pretend intellectual, and, yeah, you know, and we as anti-intellectual Americans cheer for that guy. You're like, yeah. Even though he's the just regular, crazy smart. The yeah. regular guy who is just super smart, but he's... He, he, I think intellectual carries a certain snootiness yeah. about it. And yeah, so yeah, I think yeah. that's a it's a very good uh, illustration is, the, is that movie because he is as smart as they are, but he's just a regular guy. Yeah. And they're Harvard-bred... Yeah, people, and so you cheer for him, like yeah, not you know, right? not the 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 regular working stiff guy. Yeah, can be as smart as that without without being, the, without the snottiness. Yes, yeah. the intellectual part yeah. carries is not just being very intelligent; it's also carrying a sort of yeah, a sort of elite attitude. Yeah. So, so I guess I, we're out of time for this one, but I guess what I want to say is. When when somebody uses the word anti intellectualism, think about what they really mean by that. Or, or just or just ask them. I'm not really. Sure. <laughs> I'm not sure that word means what you think. It means. <laughs> All right, what you got? I'm proud to be an American, cause at least I know I'm free. So I came back. I was in Mexico during 9/11. Yeah. And I came home right afterwards. I just couldn't stand it. I just. Uh, being far from my country, mm-hmm. I just was like, you know, I got to be with my people and, you know, feel them. So, right. So I came back and we went to a uh, Ravens football game. Right. Boom. Military flyover. Yeah. 
Lee Greenwood yeah. singing it. Tears everywhere. Then last year, I went to the Army Navy game. Okay. Boom. My second time seeing Lee Greenwood live yeah. right. singing the song. Okay. Got a problem with it. Oh, what's that? The, 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 at least I know I'm free. Already implies, it's sort of like, yeah, it might be a crappy country. <laughs> right? I want you, okay. right? Yeah. But at least I know I'm, with, with all of its awful flaws, uh. <laughs> the at least I know I am, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, how about something more along the lines of, Everything about America is fantastic, but my favorite part is, mm. at least I know I'm free. I mean, like, a double positive message where, to me, the at least I know I am is, means that you're sort of coming off of a negative to get I to a see. positive. I see. So I've just always been, you know, I feel the patriotism of the song, yeah. but the wording of it, hmm. you, know, do you feel what I'm saying? I see, okay, of, so, so yeah, so let's think of another situation where you'd say where at least... Yeah. At least, okay, so I really don't like my neighbor, but at least I know he's not going to kill me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we were, uh, we got this the crappiest hotel in Miami... I mean, this place was a dump, but at least it was on the beach. Yeah. At least it had exactly. an ocean view. At least it didn't have bed bugs. So, well, as soon as you say yeah. at least, which you're, the, the previous, you're, you're implying that the previous thing was negative. So, uh, proud to be an American, but at least I know I'm free. Like, I had to, I mean, to, to me, the at least I know, the least part is an implication of the first half of the sentence. Is a neg is a negative. Well, it may not be the greatest country, but at least I know I'm free. Okay. Right? Right. It okay. In there? Yeah, I I'd never really thought about that, but I but I'm I tired. See, yeah. I can see so, what you're saying. And see, now I stuck it. Now you're not going to enjoy the song. Anymore. I know. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to come up with some alternative lyrics. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. So yeah. What would I do if I were to rewrite Lee's song, super famous and everything else? But drop the at least time. I mean. I'm proud there's so to be many, in, right. I love so many things about America. Uh, or how about I'm proud to be American. I'm proud to be an American where I'm damn sure I know I'm free. Or uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I like, I, I, I like finishing the line with, uh, where I know I'm free. Yeah. But I just don't think you built it up in the proper way. I see. The at least part just The at kinda, least part is always yeah. just nagged at me. Like, at least what? What, is it, what are you implying you did, that you didn't like before you got to the part that you do like? All right. Well, there you go. So there you go. Uh, do you want to get on to the, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's, number five? Let's, let's, uh, let's get on to our last number five for five. So where do we see this uh, this suggestion? Was this something that was in a, a Biden proposal or something? I think it was... No, no. It was part of the... I don't know. What is the build? Not the before the build back better. Uh, the infrastructure project. There's okay. all kinds of how much? Do you know how much? How much stuff goes to rebuilding roads and buildings? Uh, I mean, roads and bridges in the infrastructure project. It's a it's, tiny percentage. Like twenty percent. Like, yeah, twenty yeah. percent because all of that stuff is controlled by states. Yeah. How many federal roads and bridges are there? Right. And I want to know how many crews are out there right now. Working and building with all of this new money, mm -hmm. it went to all kinds of garbage. Yeah, and uh, I haven't seen I haven't, I haven't seen any any construction companies 
building something that they that that bridge over here in South Baltimore is horrible. Are they getting any federal money for that? No, it's not a federal bridge. Yeah, it's a big joke. Anyway, within that are all kinds of new laws there's, and mandates. There's, there's a thousand things in any bill that the people voting on the bill don't even know are in there. It's, no, I mean right. It's ridiculous. I mean, things are it's things nine hundred pages. Yeah, how are they going to read it? But it's got that. a great name like the infrastructure. Make everything save America, better. save America well, tomorrow. Oh, you're bill. voting against the Save America Tomorrow bill. Wow, that's great. You, yeah, you horrible America person. Hater. Yeah. So in this case, you have this bill that's allegedly about rebuilding roads and airports and bridges and that sort of thing. Which you know, who could be against that? And then there, there's something else snuck in as a as a sneaky little poison pill. And what, what's your example? This terrifying. So, if you if you get convicted of drunk driving, I think you you know you lose your license for a certain amount of time, and then you have to pay a thousand dollars to have some breathalyzer hose attached to your ignition switch mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. and uh, so that you can't right and in okay pr- in in, pr- in principle. Well, you you're saying what you got? You have a history of drinking and driving, and so what we're going to do is make you pay. Yeah. That. Okay. So fine. So you've already been convicted. We already know that you're a problem, and we want to make sure that you don't do that again. That there's some reason to. Yeah. That. It's still it's, it's still on the fringes of constitutionality and everything yeah, else. Yeah. Violations, but yeah, because I, just because somebody fails once doesn't mean they're a, a habitual failer. But yeah, yeah. still, the the idea there is. You've been found guilty, and there's a oh well, and there's a punishment for it. But what's what's this new mandate? Is that all new cars built after a certain point? All cars have this breathing hose. Hmm. Well, okay. So why that, and not like checking to see that they're not overtired, or to check to see that they're not distracted, or to check to see that they're not texting on their phone, or to check to see that? Uh, all right. So I, I've. The, the 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 Baltimore Washington Parkway is just littered with rear ends. And as a matter of fact, I'm driving a rental car yeah. because I got rear-ended mm-hmm. uh, on the parkway. Yeah, how about a device that disables? In fact, a matter of fact, you shouldn't even be able to change the station on your radio if you're worried about distractions, mm. right? Mm. Everybody has to have their eyes focused or technology where. Checks you where you're looking. Which they do have. You, you, ha- you haven't looked in your have. rearview mirror in the last minute. You have to look in your rearview mirror. Yeah. So, so it, what, so I guess the, I guess the real question here is the, is the innocent until proven guilty. Precisely. We did it. We actually did a show on, on the, what are they called? Checkpoint. Check Checkpoints. Right. Which yeah. is like precisely that. It's, we're assuming you're guilty until yes. you prove that you're innocent. Yeah, and that's that's anathema to the American system of justice. You're assumed to be innocent. Someone has to prove you guilty. And this idea that I have to prove that I'm sober before I drive, and I, of course I want people to be sober before they drive, but the idea that I have to prove it yeah. is not, that. that's just contrary to our whole system of government and the way we do law. That's not That's not right. No, it's, 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 it's a terrifying... I don't know. I, I afraid, a, the, the word slippery slope gets overused, so I don't want to use that. But do you know what I mean? It opens the door. It's an erosion. It's, yeah, an, it's an erosion. It's, a, it's an erosion of our civil liberties, and it's a 
It's an assault on the very concept of innocent until proven guilty. And it's the kind of thing that we used to rely on the ACLU to... I know. The ACLU, uh, back when it used to be the ACLU. And now it's garbage. I know. Yeah, it's just amazing. They, they don't... Uh, okay. Right. Well, well, that's yep, our five that's, minutes. That's five minutes. Kids, that's all you get. And uh, good job. And uh, Lee Greenwood, think about a... Think about a different lyric. Just, just update it a little yeah, update bit. Updated. Nobody would even notice. I'm proud to be American, American, and then just get rid of the at least part. At least what? Yeah. All right. All right. Here God we go. Bless America. Cheers. If you like beer and conversation with Pigweed and Crow Hill, please like it, share it, give us a good review, post it to Facebook, all that good stuff. Thank you so much.